Hey yo, welcome to another edition of the Streamcast. I am Poseidon, and I'm joined by the Divine Dragon. On point, on topic, because this is going to be one of our evergreen episodes where we talk about our favorite bosses, best boss ever, world's best boss, whatever code name you want to assign to it. We're going to talk about most difficult bosses, most memorable bosses, and in any capacity that falls in. So let us know who your most memorable boss fights have been against in the comments. And while you're there, why not give this video a thumbs up if you're watching us on YouTube and subscribe to the Streamcast. Set the bell to all so you get every video we drop as soon as they go live. Isaac, would you like to kick us off? Uh, yeah, what are what my, uh, my options? Any boss fights that come to the, you know, come off the top of your head when it comes to the most memorable, if they were the most difficult, even mm. if it's something like quotes that the boss said during the fight, the design of the boss, or, you know, if it was a boss that was so easy, you one-shotted them or you cheesed. Any bosses that are memorable for you? Okay, I'll go with the most fun boss then. Um, Gyobu from Sekiro. Uh... Cause, yeah, I knew you'd start out with Sekiro, by the way. I just yeah, do yeah, it. Of course. Just, like, yeah. Sorry, I mean, I'll let you continue. Sekiro has changed boss fights for me. Like, did you know back in the day, you'd meet this like huge boss and you'd be like, oh my goodness, I'm going to take this out. And then like it boiled down to, you know, wait for the weakness to show up, hit the weakness three times and beat the boss. Which is kind of boring. Uh, I don't do that anymore. I don't like being aggressive when I play video games. So um, fighting gear was really cool because... He's got a horseback that is much faster than you. He seems really intimidating because he's much larger than you as well. And he's quite larger than life as well. He comes out shouting, like, comes right into the middle of the boss fight, which is huge, by the way. And then just starts screaming his name and saying, you know, no one's going to pass this gate. You can't stop me. And I'm like, whoa, I was intimidated. And you start fighting him and you're like, oh, he's absolutely peppering me. And then you realise, if I just parry all this stuff, or even block it, you can't do crap to me. Um, and it was a nice turning point in the game, because I think that is the first major boss you see. And I don't know about you, but like, Under Secret was hyped to be this like, really difficult game. So when I got there, I was like, oh my goodness, like, can I can I do this? And then you beat it when you're like, whoa, yeah, I can, I can do this. But then Sekiro quickly humbles you by giving you the blazing ball, not five minutes after this boss fight. So that's an indication of what the game is like. But um, no, no, Gilby was, was really cool. And uh, I think in terms of personality, um, he's got a lot of it, like in his, his few quips. So like, um, I think when he kills you, like they'll just ride over your body and he's like, the gate remains closed. And I really like that because he's, he's very like, you know, into his job. It's pretty cool. And even his backstory is great. I think... Um, he was just this like random mercenary, and you know, as a Shonen uh, fan, I love it when the you know um, the the guy who is rough around the edges, who is a little bit of a delinquent, like you know, gets it together, and you know, becomes like that responsible guy. So like Odin from One Piece, or I was gonna say Takamura from Ippo, but Takamura is still a delinquent uh, in heart. Um, but yeah, like I like it when Shonen protagonists like you know get it together. I don't know, like Gobu is like my Shonen protagonist because he, I think he like was the head of all the bandits and then Ishin like defeats him, but like is so impressed with him, takes him on as a retainer. I think that's really cool. And spoiler alert for Sekiro. No, I take that back because you haven't finished the game. I'm I was gonna, gonna say, to is this a spoiler yeah, for yeah. me? <laughs> it's not necessarily, but in terms of the general lore of the game, it kind of is. So I'm gonna leave it because once you like, so it's like it's like a Dark Souls in a sense. Like when you start putting things together, it's like, oh shit, I did that, which caused this. So I'll I'll leave it for now. But Gyobu, obviously he's a boss, so you kill him. But Gyobu was a very important person in Ashina, and you have done away with him. So yeah, he was asking for it. it yeah, he was really. I mean, you you did come to his gate. That he was guarding you did kill all of his soldiers you did kill the guy who was mourning his soul um his dead horse uh you did kill that 
special giant in the pink kimono <laughs> on your way. You did stab a divine snake in the eye on your way. You did kill a prisoner on your way. That ogre wasn't doing anything to anyone. Um, but yeah, yeah, Gobu, Gobu had it coming, definitely, for trying to keep people like you out of Ashina who have only left death in your wake. But he had it coming. He had it coming. Hey. I'm glad you agree with me. And hopefully, if Gyobu has any surviving family members, I hope they have used that day as a case study to ensure that they stay out of my way because the same fate awaits them all. Blackamora, everyone. Man of the people. <laughs> Hashtag man of the people in the comments, guys. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> I'm going to talk about one that's not about Sekiro. <laughs> um, yeah. But one that is probably familiar to the community. Lord Shirama from Ghost of Tsushima. One of the toughest bosses I've had to fight. And entirely my own fault because I did none of the side quests and went with all the base stats and all the base weapons. So Lord Shiruma is the last boss in the game. He is Jin's uncle. And he's, he's just been like a nagging, you know, heckler the entire time, telling you everything you're doing throughout the game is wrong. He's just telling you off the entire time. And um, the only thing you want to do is just, you know, beat his ass. You know, prove to him that you are the samurai. You are the one who runs the camp. And yeah, he is on this list because he made a lot of my streams hell. And um, Sean, shout out Sean, did a death counter. <laughs> I can't remember the exact number, but it was in triple digits. It took well over 100 attempts to kill this man. And <laughs> that stuff is all character building and that's why i've been able to play harder games like sekiro <laughs> I, don't, I i i do think if i didn't go through that i probably don't play the from software games so everything's a blessing in disguise the from software games are probably easier than that stupid boss fight <laughs> Wilden, this is the perfect preparation. What are you talking about, Isaac? This is 4D chess right here. Oh, Big you, brain plays. It's hard for different reasons. Like, something could be hard because it requires a lot of skill. Or it could be hard because you brought a butter knife to a gunfight. <laughs> That's what you did. And that butter knife cut the bastard up oh, at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The slowest death ever. Hey, so, you know, make it more personal, make it more intimate. Let's go. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> Would you like to shout out your next boss? Um, I guess I'll have to do two, like or one point five, because I do want to emulate what you said. Um, but not just Shimura, like um, all the ghost of, ghost of Tsushima boss fights, because they gave you this really nice intimate fixed angle during the boss fights. Um, and I genuinely enjoyed that. Uh, it felt like it was actually a duel to the death. Um, and then in those moments, so like when I first played the game, it was annoying not being able to lock on, but I think I just got used to it very quickly. Um, and it kind of made sense for like the way the combat was. When you got those one-on-ones and you had that really nice camera angle, it, it felt it felt really good. It felt like an actual duel. It felt like, you know, a, a samurai movie, which is what they were going for. Um, I would never play this game in black and white because I, I love playing things in colour. Um, but uh, it seems like a great love letter to people who enjoy their um, samurai films. And I don't know, like, just being closer and like even the the audio, it just feels more like satisfying when you land certain hits um, and certain like stabs and you change your stances and you're getting all your parries and oh, it is just so satisfying. Uh, and it does feel like a kind of movie because it's so fluid. Um, but when you cock up and, you know, miss a parry, all the immersion gets broken and it's like, oh, fuck, I've ruined this experience for myself. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Sushima is beautiful. 
And uh, I guess another one for me is the the Dark Knights from um, Twilight Princess. So they're these like big hulking knights that have like really thick armor and large swords, and they're very intimidating. Um, and I think I played Legends of Zelda series when I was younger, so I was really into like knights and whatnot. So like playing as Link was awesome because like he was in like you know knight garbs, he had like Talion's uh, shield, he had the master sword. Um, and for me, like Link felt like this this really awesome knight that had you know a reason and purpose. I don't know why, but I never really liked the knights of the Round Table. They just felt very like vanilla. Um, There's nothing special about them. I don't know. At least because like Merlin was just better, but. Yeah, like you get to them and it just felt like this really like cool, intense scene because you're placed in a room with only one of them and like they're very intimidating and they come to you like really slowly, don't turn your back to you. And you start fighting them and you start knocking off their armor. You're like, oh, this is great. Like I'm going to kill them soon. And eventually, once you finally get rid of all their armor, like that big hulking sword, they just chuck at you like it's nothing. So these guys are pretty strong. Um... And then you rip out this like rapier and they're a lot faster. So there's like two boss fights in one, like the large tank that can like take a lot of damage and then the really quick damage dealer afterwards. So you gotta like change your playstyle a little bit. Um and it really brings into um account the sword combat in Legend of Zelda because normally you could just do a spin attack and everything dies very easy. But in this, like you get to use cool moves like the helm splitter, where like you do a shield bash and you jump into the air and like you slash them and do a flip and come down. And if they like land on their knees, you can do like a finisher or something. And it's really cool. And like these are the fights that reward you for going around and like picking up the new skills. And that's something about boss fights that I really enjoy when you have to go against a boss that's your stature because it means things like sword play now come into account instead of. You're fighting a huge boss, hitting them in the leg, and then for some reason they'll just die after enough that you could lose a leg and be fine. So these like huge boss fights where you're doing little bits of like chip damage, they lose a bit of realism to me. So I like these, you know, intimate fights. And I guess that's another reason why I like Sekiro because it was designed for sword combat. But yeah, Dark Knights or Twilight Princess, awesome boss fights. I, I definitely agree with what you said about um boss fights against enemies of similar size and stature to yourself Mm -hmm. it does mean that you have to rely on other things to get you know to get you through the boss fight as you said with a larger enemy you can kind of just you know abuse the the blind spots and maybe hide use obstacles Mm -hmm. as long as you you know you dodge the big slow falling hand attack or whatever you're fine but with an enemy the same size ish as you then you know you've got to be quicker and there's other things you need to consider um it is is why i really enjoy playing bloodborne there were a lot of enemies or hunters that were just the same size as yourself and you you really couldn't stay in the same spot just you know using blood vials or using items you had to move around you had to dodge you had to parry and your timing is a little bit different than if you were playing against a large enemy so yeah Mm. that's a very good point that you've raised and you know what it's actually a challenge too because you're fighting against someone that can do a lot of the things that you can so it's mm-hmm. like oh who's better it's gotta be me right and when you die you're like oh that's what it was personally and you gotta <laughs> go back and get your revenge exactly on the from software theme i'm gonna put gwyn lord of cinder from dark souls one interesting for a very interesting reason not because this is one of the hardest boss fights i think it's actually one of the easiest boss fights in all of from software um lore in all of the from software games i think it's memorable because i love how much miyazaki hates this boss fight because all you needed to do is parry all of his attacks and you're fine you just walk through and it was for me I'm pretty sure the easiest boss fight in Dark Souls 1. Um, it took me a few attempts to realize what I needed to do was parry, but I think there is something really nice in that, in that you've gotten all the way here. And then there's this really there's this really uh, clutch mechanic that you just have to master. And if you do it, this is a very easy boss fight. And if you don't, it's a, it, it's a, it's a much tougher boss fight. And I think that could be said for a lot of these hard games. Um, if if you know how to play the right way, the boss fight becomes easier. And 
whether there's a right or wrong way in general to play mm, i don't know but there are definitely things that can help you and give you an advantage in certain fights um from things like pokemon to things like you know dark souls and i really enjoyed for me psychologically like you know in terms of philosophy because i rarely parried throughout my entire dark souls one playthrough so for me this was very interesting to now meet a boss where the one thing i needed to do was the one thing i completely neglected to do throughout my entire run through because here's a secret about me i don't learn how to play like the entire game mechanically i pick two or three mechanics that work best for me and then i just learn them i mastered those and i most of the time i get buying games and then you come across a boss that you know forces you to play in a way that you're not entirely comfortable with and that's for me more challenging than an enemy that can just one shot you or an enemy that's got really high damage output mm -hmm. it's because um yeah you have to play differently different buttons different inputs different timing mechanisms and yeah, for me, that's that's why Gwyn lives on in my memories to this day. Not because he was tough, but because mentally he challenged me in a way that I wasn't comfortable with, but I had to overcome that to beat this boss and to beat the game. Nice. Some growth there. I like it. Um, it's actually funny you should say that because I, I was the same and the opposite. So I didn't use parries at all in Dark Souls 1. I was like, nah, don't need this. Uh, and I get to Gwyn, and I know that parrying is really useful on Gwyn. And I kept trying, and I kept trying, and I kept trying. And I was just like, fuck this, this isn't for me. And I went back to my old star, and it was easy. And I was like, <laughs> fuck the parries, okay? It slowed me down. Um, so I think uh, your way of playing games is correct, and you should keep doing that. Just be headstrong, not too headstrong sometimes, but just be headstrong and do what you want to do, and you'll be fine in the boss fight. I agree with that. There isn't a right or wrong way to beat a boss. I mean, there is a right way because you kill the boss. So, not always. The... Not always. Okay, that's up for debate. Yeah, I'll have that. Um, but the way you fight a boss is entirely down to you. Unless it's so locked that the enemy is invulnerable to all other types of attacks. Experiment. I think that's the beauty of these kind of games, especially ones with not even complex, but a a solid combat system, the mm. way that you can solve uh, problems with different tools. I think that's beautiful. Um, and that does bring me to God of War 2018, because that game is, I've said it before, is basically an empty canvas and your your axe and your other weapons are the, um, <laughs> the, the paintbrushes and you can paint whatever you want. And there's no right or wrong answer. Art is subjective. As long as you kill everyone, as far as I'm concerned, you've done the right thing. And watching other players use the environment, like chandeliers and um, the the flaming things that explode, mm -hmm. using them to kill enemies as opposed to just using brute force, I just thought you know it was very beautiful and inspiring to me. But the topic is bosses, and there's only one boss from the 2018 game of the year that is going to make this list. And it's Sigrun, the Valkyrie queen, the real final boss of the game. And hearkening back to my earlier point of when bosses are like skill checks or um, like exams, you've studied um, fractions and now he's a fraction test. That is what Sigrun is or was to me, but all of the subjects. So it's like the big end of year exam or the big, you know, dissertation at the end of your your course. Um, because Sigrun had all of the abilities of each of the individual Valkyries that you killed along your way to get to her and you can't fight her until you kill everyone else, all of her underlings. So even there, there's like a really nice bit of gameplay mechanic mechanics that has mirrored the story of the lore of the game, which is always going to get you brownie points with me. And yeah, Sigrun was difficult because I spent hours fighting her. I don't think it took me as many attempts as it did for Shirama, but that's because I did all the side quests. I did all the side quests before doing the main story. So I was relatively overpowered when it came to you know doing the main missions. But I think the beautiful things about the beautiful thing about games nowadays is they're just better. <laughs> and 
as opposed to certain glitches that you can you know take advantage of and then the game becomes infinite infinitely easier an example like this fighting sigrun is something that's truly tested you and you have to be on your a game if you make a mistake you might as well call that attempt a death with your blocks with your parries with your rolls with you know timing with when you actually use your runic attacks don't waste them you, you know saving them and realizing that you can actually get hit while you're doing the runic attack so you really have to oh, be careful so mm. <laughs> you have to really be careful and i don't think sigrun's a cheap boss at all i think sigrun is is by far you know the skill check in the game in the god of war um franchise um and yeah Sig i've seen people stream fighting sigrun and when they finally beat her there is just this elation, there's this joy, almost like when you score in football, there is this, you know, exaggerated um, happiness. And I felt the same because you earned that victory. You mm -hmm. earned it against Sigrid. And that's why she will live on in my gaming memories. Also, her design is so baller. Yeah. Love it, love it, Easy. love it, love it. Oh. And I also like the Easter egg that um, Mimir and Sigrid, um, they, they have a past. I liked that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. These got parts of another Valkyrie too, actually. Um, one of the, the lesser ones. Uh, but yeah, Mimir's got his finger in every pipe. Well, not anymore, I would I say. Think, I guess, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, also, like, you know, you say, like, that boss fight is filled with elation, but I think it's also quickly followed by sadness. Because for most people, you've done everything else there is to do in God of War. So once you finally beat this boss and you see it 100% in your uh, in your map screen and the platinum things, it's like there is nothing left to do. You have done everything. Um, yeah, at that point, it's like, oh, that's... Because, like, it's not... Because in some games, you can just go around, you can, you can collect what's left over, and it's like, I guess it's a casual push to the finish. Oh, I got the last collectible, I've got the trophy put this game down now because i guess you're enjoying more of the side quests but sigrun's a weird one um and especially because i think i did try to fight her and i was like her health bar was i think purple or yellow at this time which meant we were either the same level or she was slightly higher than me um went off to do some other side quests i think i finished avaldi's maze or whatever and i got back and her health bar was yellow or light blue and i was like oh this is this is different. She was considerably easier. And I don't know how I feel about that because the fight was made easier. But I don't know if I had more health compared to her. I was just almost as strong as her. But I'm not complaining because she died. But <laughs> I don't know. Part of me is like, could I have defeated her like the way I was before? Or did I need that Zenkai boost to, to go back and get the job done? Um, but anyways, I agree. She was a great boss fight, like best of 2018, I think, anyways. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I think what you've described is just something that gamers, I guess like us, um, can use to challenge themselves. Now, I remember that mechanic in the game. Um, the first time I saw a purple health bar on an enemy, I was looking for treasure because in God of War, you go the wrong way, you find treasure. So I did that. <laughs> I think I was, I can't remember. I was base level. Hands. And then there was like a level five or a level seven enemy. And I continually got one shotted until I learned to swallow my pride, tuck my tail and come back. Yeah. Um, so I do think that's something that the devs put in the game for people who really think they're good um, to test themselves, really. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think it's made cheaper anyway by, you know, going around, leveling up, and then coming back. I think that's the standard vision for the devs. Like, they envisioned you being that strong, fighting this person, and this is what the fight should be like. Um, that's my interpretation of it. But Yeah, uh, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So such a jump to go from beating all her minions to getting absolutely bopped by the mother. It's like... What the hell is going on? This is such a massive, so, like... There should be a massive jump. Yeah, there should be. <laughs> you're right, you're right. But it's like, they. she is a, um, 
like a fusion of all of her minions who's got all their powers, all their abilities. And I'm just thinking, like, I can handle the rest of them. So why can't I handle her? And I guess because, you know, she gives you, like, less time to talk considerably. Less time to Valhalla. Oh, I still have nightmares about that. <laughs> that is, I hate that because not you can do. You just have to dodge if you're not quick enough. Yeah, as soon as you hear it, bro. Yeah. Oh, and like it's such a person. Like, if it was, if you get hit by attack, it's fine. But the fact that she steps on your throat, I took it personally every single time. Oh, <laughs> I was rattled. There was a point where I just left the controller to just let her kill me because yep. it's so long to get her off of you. And I I lose 75% of my health if I get trapped by it once. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. And yeah. as far as, as that makes me think, Kratos, are you even a god? What's happening? What's, what is this? What are we doing? <laughs> I, I tend to think of it like a show in anime. Like, you know, you've mm. you got your main character and he's beaten the big boss of the previous saga and now they've moved on and everyone's all of a sudden stronger yeah he's in the norse realms and everyone's stronger like boulder kicked his ass and you know he weighs like 100 pounds so um i think that's just something to be expected even though kratos is a god there are levels to godhood yeah i guess so man kratos had to grind for that though <laughs> no <laughs> Just not a natural, and he was a natural born talent to be fair, because he was like a spot in general. But everyone's just yeah. better. <laughs> Do you have another boss you'd like to shout out? Um, oh, mini bosses count too. That is true. Uh, but I will be going with Sword Saint Ishin from Sekiro because I fucking love Sekiro, and they're where all my favorite bosses lie. Um, man, everything you've learned in the game. Ishin like embodies. He is such. He is the hardest boss. That is also the easiest boss. That is also the most satisfying boss. Don't know how they've done this. They have mixed all three into one, and it is just such a gorgeous boss fight because he is pulling things out of his ass, left, right, and center. But you've always got a way to deal with them. You can jump on his head to stun him. You can Makiri counter. You can parry. You can run under certain attacks. So you can like fight him that way. You can bait out his lightning attacks, which makes one of his phases an absolute cakewalk. And one of the best parts about this fight is there is there's fodder just before the fight, like a scrub. So um, you know how like in the uh Genichiro fight, you fight Genichiro and then Wave Tomoe comes out. This is the reverse. So you get like a scrub fight just before um, Ishin, but like you're so strong that this guy means nothing. So really and truly, this four-phase fight is really a three-phase fight because the first guy is literally a warm-up. You will take him out in like 10 seconds flat. And it's beautiful to see like how good you become at the game. Um, then you fight Ishin and oh my goodness, because I'm not going to say the area, but like everything kind of comes full circle. And the way the way the way it happens is is amazing because I never saw it coming. Like I saw I knew that I had to fight him at some point, but as I was playing the game, I was like, how how does this happen? Because it doesn't make sense. It, it does not make sense. And so you get there and you're like, oh shit, okay, we're doing this. Um it's just a really well done boss fight. Uh you will die so many times the first time you fight him. Or you may not, it depends. Um because I think I, I like I only started enjoying playing aggressively midway to slash end of Sekiro. But if you go in there just with reckless abandon and fight him, um, but you're still parrying and whatnot, this might be the easiest fight of your life. Um, but also the most enjoyable. But he's also scummy because out of nowhere he's just bringing out certain weapons that, like, hold on, why are you doing this? This isn't allowed. Um, yeah, he, he's just great. He keeps on your toes. Uh, there are no dull moments. And there's no, it's not a cutscene heavy fight. Like, you know, when you're fighting a boss and then out of nowhere, they're just throwing a cutscene and you're like, what are we doing? I was to get a move on. Like, I was, I was into that. Um, this is like a nice, a nice rally. Like, you know, you're playing tennis and there's a nice rally going on and you want the point, but at the same time, you don't want this to end because it's like, go, oh, who's going to, who's going to bomb out first? Like, you're hitting all these shots, you're returning these lobs, you're running to hit the drop shots. 
like you're hitting all these trick shots but your opponent's getting them and like while you're like you know hitting all the shots and you're thinking yo i'm doing really well you're also admiring your opponent because like whoa they can keep mm. up with me what's going on here um yeah that's how it like feels because when you when you get to that point because you would have become so good at the game it'll get to a point where like nothing can stop you i mean there is one other boss but that's an outlier and uh, we don't talk about that boss but you get to issue and you're just feeling godly get to issue and it just comes full circle and you, you realize that you are the best samurai in the world well i guess he's a ninja you're the best ninja in the world and no one no one comes close uh so yeah it is it is the love letter to the game sekiro Ishi National, beautiful boss fight. Um, yeah, I've got oh, I could talk about this boss fight like all day, you know. It's so good. <laughs> um, can't wait for you to get there. I, I genuinely think you will probably beat him in under 10 tries. I am so confident that you're gonna get this done because because of your playstyle, there's nothing new to learn in this fight, it's just okay. very reaction heavy. And those reactions go away once you know what you're expecting, because like you kind of know what you have to do. But yeah, like if you hone your play style, I think you might do this in under ten attempts. I'm calling it now. Damn. Damn. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll definitely refer to this when I actually get there. And um, if you don't do it, then we, like we don't refer to this. We can put this yeah. point in. The <laughs> Yeah, this bit will just be cut out from the final cut after really somehow. Um, but I do appreciate the kind words. Thank you. Um, I have two senseis when it comes to Sekiro, Sensei Isaac and Sensei Sean. I thank you all for the, the advice so far. And I just want to get there. I think if I get there, that's a huge testament. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying... My personal goal is to not get to triple figures. Um, you was Obviously, I, I famously Sean, saw Sean take it to like 120 attempts. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to just not get it to 100. As as long as you kill the boss, that's the only thing I truly right. care about. But mm. yeah, this is just an extra personal goal for me because um, I don't know. I, I just I can remember myself playing Dark Souls one and Dark Souls two and hating those games. Thinking, this is a fucking crock of shit. Fuck this game. Fuck this boss. And now the progression to now I'm at Sekiro and I'm like. I need to play again. I need some more Sekiro time. Is it streaming day? Oh shit! I want to play some Sekiro. So um, the growth has been um, truly—I don't know if I can say inspiring because it's me, but yeah, it's been really cool to like notice. And just, you can inspire yourself. Why can't you inspire yourself? You can know, inspire it's yourself. Good. It's fine. It builds you up. They do. Yeah. Come on. What's going on? I guess I'm every now and then. What do you mean? <laughs> But there are, I've got so many, I don't have so many, but I've got a few more bosses to talk about. And I'm going to talk about Kid Buu, the worst boss in Dragon Ball. Um, this is Budokai 2 and 3, but mainly 2, because I have extensive memories of um, owning a PS2 and not having the memory card straight away, which meant I had to beat games in one sitting or I never saw the ending of a game. And uh, one time, my brother and I were very close. We were playing Budokai 2 on the board game story mode, and we got to the final level, Supreme Kai's world, and Kid Buu is the final boss. (sighs) The worst experience I can associate to a Dragon Ball game other than playing Xenoverse. But Kid Kid Buu's health is so much more than yours. So in Budokai 3, I think they... They fix a few things to make things a bit more level. But in Budokai 2, you were capped at green, which is three bars of health. And Kid Buu, was it five or seven? He had a ridiculous amount of health. Also, he's strong. His Kamehameha is a lot stronger than yours if you're, you know, a standard good guy. And then he has that weird, um, is it Planet Burst? The weird pink ball attack, which pretty much takes a whole health bar Mm -hmm. away if it hits. Um, Budokai 2 had no teleport mechanic, so you were getting that ass beat and you just had to firm it. Did you not block it and take reduced damage? Um, I don't remember. I guess not. Uh, but even if you block attacks, that one it did a big chunk. Uh, I think it's 50%, maybe, but it's still, it's still damage that you're eating. 
Um, yeah, I just remember failing at that level so many times. And because there was no memory card at the time, I had to start again from level one. So I was real familiar with Reddits by the end, <laughs> end of my time with Budokai 2. punching bag. You were just like, <laughs> how am I going to beat Boo today? Oh, what am I going to buy for dinner? What do you think, Reddits? <laughs> oh, he's dead. All right, move on. Honestly, I'm just thinking, all right, so if this was Kid Boo, I'm dead by now. And then I'm thinking like strategies. Oh, I did finally beat Kid Boo because I remember unlocking, I want to say Margin Boo. And mm-hmm. uh, there was an alternate story mode. There was another mode that you get afterwards. So I remember um, beating Budokai 2. And then I got a memory card. <laughs> the way life works. But um, Kid Boo is. You know, you kind of mentioned it earlier. When you when you're having that tennis match with someone who's as good as you or better than you, you kind of just respect them. Even though Kid Buu was like computer controlled, I really respected Kid Buu by the time I was able to beat him. And this does extend to into Budokai Three, but less so because that game is just a, a bit more balanced. You got the teleport mechanic, but you can't spam teleports because you get fatigued. And if you get fatigued, then you know you can eat a hit. And yeah, you'll eat that pink ball attack and lose a whole entire bar of health, and then you're back in square one. So, um, Kidby was difficult, but I think I was a big, big Dragon Ball fan at the time, so it felt like Dragon Ball, it felt like Kidby should be a real struggle to beat because mm-hmm. Vegeta struggled, the Goku struggled against this guy. Um, but yeah, Kidby, um, I think because it was so much like the anime. I really enjoyed that fight. No, I get that. Um, and it was also unlike the anime because, oh, you know, I said that back. And it was exactly like the anime because while it took them 500 hours to defeat Kid Buu, it took you 500 hours to defeat <laughs> Kid Buu as well. So, yeah, that's actually quite authentic. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Real time fights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next on your boss list? Uh, you know what? My boss is just basically the catalogue of the Sekiro bosses, really and truly. Um, I'm surprised I got others out. Uh, so let us. Do you know, no, let me not do Sekiro because I do want to keep. Oh wait, I just need to. There is one Sekiro boss I need to mention. One of the toughest bosses. Always slips my mind. The um. Oh gee, I need to search it up. Like this, this gave me stress for so I couldn't defeat it. Miss Noble, Miss Noble is one of the toughest boss fights in in From Software history. I think um, you get this really like eerie uh, location. I won't say too much. I'm gonna spoil it for you. But you drop in and there's no escape. I mean, most boss fights are like that. Um, but just because the way you come in, it's like you couldn't even get back to the doorway to escape from because like you drop into it and that's it um and you're left uh to the mercy of this boss and there's a whole reddit about it like people struggle some people haven't beaten this boss to this day um so yeah like uh, good luck to everyone out there who meets the the miss noble my goodness it's it's terrifying terrifying Do you yeah. sound like those guys um, who witnessed the war? <laughs> Thousands of players died. Yeah, like nothing you've ever seen. <laughs> you kids got it easy these days. You had your kid booze and whatnot. <laughs> Miss Noble now. My goodness. Pray you only have to fight it once. Yeah, there are certain bosses that I, I want to one-shot, not because, you know, that says, oh, I'm great at the game, but it means I don't have to encounter that music again, or I don't have to encounter this stupid cutscene again, or see this ugly boss again. So, uh, I'm... Minus Gyobu, who is great to fight every single time. Oh, yeah, Gyobu is not one of those yeah. bosses for me. <laughs> Ceaseless Discharge, though, is fuck that guy. He's calm, though. Just, you know, lure him to the edge and he kills himself. It's all good. The, the name... That's why I wanted to kill him. I didn't Scott. want to see that stupid name yeah, on my screen yeah. anymore. That's such a snake oil um, name. <laughs> it is. <laughs> hey, 
do you have do you do you not have enough discharge in your life? Whoa, what? we can fix that with some ceaseless discharge. Um, yeah. You suffering that... from uh clear skin, um, a working penis. We can fix that with some ceaseless discharge. Is your underwear too clean? Does the smell from your underwear not repel people? Well, <laughs> with one small helping of ceaseless discharge, we can fix that. Ceaseless discharge in shops now. I don't know how you got it, but you did like two or three adverts yeah. and you had the worst opening line yeah. in salesman history, each one of them. I don't know how you did it, but I'm disgusted. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, on another note, we need to play Snake Oil together. At one yeah, point. Oil. so good. It's so good. I have three more bosses left. Um, so I'm going to talk about Jinpachi from Tekken Five because this one is there purely for his design. I think he looks so sick, and I think this is my second Tekken. So Tekken 4, I was like, okay, I like this game. This is very good. Very, you know, it flows very well. Good fighting game. Tekken 5 took it to another level. And these characters that I already had, you know, some sort of knowledge on taken to a next level. And it was cool to see a different final boss. And he turns his skin purple and grows a mouth on his stomach. And for some reason, at the time, I thought that was revolutionary. I had never seen that on an enemy before. And I think that's why he's one of the most memorable bosses for me. I just think that's a very cool visual. Um, of course, Jim Patchy has the devil gene, I believe, which his son Heihachi doesn't have, but Kazuya has. No. Oh, Jim Patchy can't have the devil gene because it comes from the woman. Yeah, which, hmm. Jim Patchy's got something, though. <laughs> he, I guess so. He left with Uncle Benny. <laughs> He left with something, I'll tell you yeah, that. That's okay. <laughs> me. It might not be the devil gene, but he has something because he transforms mm. he transforms and he has purple skin and then his yeah. mouth. It, I definitely remember the belly mouth thing. Um and I remember oh. trying to beat him with so many different characters, uh like uh Mokujin, Yoshimitsu, um struggled with all of these guys, Jin. Kazuya, and then I finally beat him once with King by spamming, not spamming, chain linking grapple moves. Mm -hmm. um, yes. I was a wrestling fan at the same time, so why wouldn't I? Oh, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't mm -hmm. I? Uh, but yeah, King was the first person I beat um, Tekken 5 with, and uh, that also sticks with me. Then I beat him with Steve as well, which is weird because Steve is pretty, I feel like Steve is a bit of a handicap because obviously. He's a boxer. He, yeah. yeah. He doesn't kick. <laughs> So yeah, punches are good. Very good, very mm. good. Yeah, that's why I like playing him so much. He he does feel like you're playing um a super boxer. But yeah, Jim Patchy's got one of the best designs at for a boss that I've seen ever. Oh, he's got a great mustache. <laughs> I thought that was part of his um hair, but mm. yeah, you're right. It's part of his facial hair. It's kind of mad. Oh my god, yeah, I've seen the belly. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, so after looking up this man, mm. he doesn't have the devil gene. He has the devil's blood. Oh, that feels like a cop-out. Why don't I just let him keep the devil gene and just write out the mother? I, see, yeah, when I play Tekken 5, my mm. brain reasoned, Kazuya... The grandson of Jinpachi has this gene. Mm. Jin Kazama has these gene has this gene. So I presume he got it from his dad. Because Heihachi doesn't have it, but Jinpachi clearly seems to have it. I thought that it just skipped a generation, which is a mm. very easy explanation to make. But no, apparently he doesn't have the devil gene at all. No, he's, blood. he's just the devil himself. Yeah. Ah man. Oh, but my son is fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Human. Full of human. <laughs> Oh, that's that is annoying. Yeah, I grew I grew up thinking um, he had the gene, and Tekken Seven kind of kind of ruined that. But he never had it in the first place. Um, he's still on the boss list because of his design, but I'm a bit disappointed in that because I think that's a bit cheap. Yeah, especially because I think Heiachi does kill Jin Pachi, and Heiachi is fully human, one hundred percent human. 
And I think that's really cool. I think there's something really nice about that. You know, humans being the strong ones against all of these demonic and otherworldly opponents. Mm. To be fair, I think in spirit, though, Teyachi is demonic because he's not the best dad in the world. I mean, he threw his son into an active volcano and slept with someone who I guess is the devil because she had the devil gene. Um, He's not great. I think there is a bit of irony there in that although Heihachi doesn't have the devil gene, he pretty much is the devil in human form because he is a scumbag. He's the worst dad in fiction. Oh, he's top three, definitely. He's shit. Oh, no, no, no. He's probably top 20 because you've got a Chao Tucker from... Um, he's probably top one, though. Alchemist. Yeah. Then there's... No, there's definitely worse dads than... Because at least he was around. Like he Yes, to beat his son. <laughs> he was there. He was present. Um, and he's left a great corporation for not only his son, but his grandchild as well. Like, he might have been crap, against but his he wishes. was a provider. Um, yeah, against <laughs> his wishes. Um, there's Zeus. Absolutely awful. Ooh, okay. Zeus is definitely worse yeah. than Heihachi. That's fair, that's fair. Zeus is up there. There's uh, Odin, but he might have been nice to his sons. Um, true, crap true. To everyone else, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if I call him a bad dad. Yeah, we'll get rid of Odin. But no, there's definitely worse dads in fiction. There has to be. Has to be. Of, of, of any relevancy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, easily. Because, um, no, like, I mean... Heihachi was there, you know. He was his present. He was doing his thing. So were those bruises on Kazuya. Ah, those built his character. <laughs> well. <laughs> He's a fictional character. It's not real life, okay? Come on, let's be adults about this. <laughs> Jeez. Kazuya's basically... <laughs> He's got the devil gene and he can turn into a demon. Come on, let's... Read about this, okay? <laughs> Don't beat up your kids. Don't beat up anyone. This is a fictional story, and you can do whatever you like. Um, I actually miscounted. Now I have three bosses remaining on my list. Um, so we did talk about how smaller enemies yield more opportunity. Actually, did you have another boss you want to talk about first? I think my list is finished. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we spoke about how you know human-sized enemies give you more to think about and give you a more satisfying fight and victory. This one goes against that. This is Kronos from God of War 3, okay. just because we've had big enemies before. Like, it's a standard, you know, the temp it's a standard template of fights, single-player mm. games, you know, big boss. Um, you can see, like, the belly up to the head. But this is the first time where you are literally an ant compared to the boss. And I love that. I He was the... Um, <clears throat> The setting of the boss fight basically and you are going around crawling around his body escaping his clutches but also killing him at the same time and the enemies on his body which is kind of odd but yeah it was a very fun experience for me and um, it wasn't a tough fight per se but i think visually especially back then in the ps3 era 2010 um a very memorable moment i like the fact that Obviously, Kronos is lead of the Titans. He was there at the beginning of the first war, I should say. Uh, lost to Zeus, trapped, jailed in Tartarus, and you know Kratos goes there on a death mission. Um, and yeah, I I really enjoyed the death sequence in that fight as well. There was a lot of very nice imagery and colors that were used, and yeah, for me, that's one of the most memorable fights in the God of War series. I think Zeus is probably the only one I'd put over Kronos and Poseidon. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very, very good fight. Um, yeah, I think the concept of just, you know, crawling around this giant and looking for a way to kill him, is, yeah, there's something really uh, magical about that when done right, and it was done very well here. No, that's fair enough. Um, I will say, I think Kronos is a lazy bum because <laughs> Kronos is an ant, right? And I don't know about you, but if I feel an ant crawling on my skin, I'm flicking it off. And it's getting True. flicked off. Okay. Kratos didn't make any light speed dashes. He wasn't moving like the flash. 
Like, did he even have Hermes's um boots at this point? I don't think he did. Don't Maybe he so. did. I don't know. Um, but yeah, like uh, he he did not do enough to get Kratos off of him, and that's why he died. Um, but... <laughs> even better. Just, just Come on, switching. yeah. What's going on? What is this? And then, like, when he had Kratos in his fingertips, yeah, and allowed Kratos to. Kratos has, Kratos has two hands. He's dead. Just crush him with your, with your other hand. Kratos is a bum. That's why he died. <laughs> I will say, Kronos did try many different tactics to kill Kratos, including digesting him, which didn't work still and was the beginning of the end. It didn't work when he tried to eat Zeus. Why did he think he could eat a fully grown man? A fully grown god? What's wrong with him? <laughs> to be fair, it would have worked if Zeus was eaten. He wasn't eaten. True, true, true. So there's okay. no reason for him to not think it would work. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I do like the fact that when Kratos like comes out of his stomach, he's holding the same rock that um mm. that Cronus ate, which proves that Cronus is a bum because that rock has been sitting inside of him undigested, not even passed for like. A hundred years minimum. He's a bum. Maybe his digestive tract is just a lot slower due to his size. No, I think he's a bum. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're done, I'll talk about the Rat King from The Last of Us Part Two because <sighs> no boss has terrified me as much as the Rat King. That was it was disgusting mm-hmm. and. That boss was so terrifying, I couldn't play properly. <laughs> so I just kept running away, and I was l- literally running for my life in the game. I was so scared, I couldn't put my thoughts together. It's not like a boss that's just hard. Uh, I mean, I'm sure the boss was difficult. But I think the fear factor was just as powerful as every one of the Rat King's strikes. It was disgusting. I didn't want to go through it. It was like Outlast. I would never play that game. Um, It was just... Ugh, I didn't want to even be involved. I didn't want to be in the same place. I was hoping that you could win the boss fight, but you're just running away and escaping. That's not the case. Oh, I oh the wrecking was so fast as well. Oh, you just couldn't escape it. And then, the, you know, you are able to get one off of them. <laughs> that one's chasing you too. And what is going on in this world? Um, I needed to I needed to take like a five minute break after killing the Rat King because I just needed to get my head straight. I genuinely, genuinely, psychologically could not play the game properly because of the Rat King. <laughs> um, and in some senses, that's an achievement. Well done, Naughty Dog. But fuck that boss. Oh my god. You don't even like story wise. You don't even kill it, do you? You just kind of bury it under the hospital, right? I think that, so, yeah. You I think just... it's just, yeah, it's still about. It's not gone. It's probably just going to grow and grow and grow and, and just finally attack the settlement and everyone dies. Everybody dies at that point. Yeah. <laughs> no one's beating that thing unless you nuke it. And this leads me to the final boss on my list that maybe people wouldn't think about. Um, this is Thane. From Darkstalkers 2. And this is an optional boss, which makes it even worse for me. And he's technically not even a boss, he's just someone you can fight. Um, so Dark Stalkers, is it Dark Stalkers? I think it's Dark Siders too. Oh written, Dark Side, okay. Yeah. I've written Dark Stalkers. It should be Dark Siders. Um so the, death, right? Uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. The Dark Siders uh franchise is based on the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The first game centers around war, the second one around death, and that was the one I played. Um it's a fairly standard game. Uh, you know, you got your bosses, you got your enemies, you know, general stuff. And you can come across this guy called Thane, who is huge. Um I have this memory of Eric Cartman's character in the World of Warcraft episode. Uh, yeah. He looks like that. <laughs> and he's got like a really big mallet or something. And mm-hmm. he can challenge you to a fight. Or you can challenge him to a fight. Whatever. But you can fight. And 
why this boss is on this list is because this is without question the hardest enemy I've had to fight in my entire gaming career. Okay. Because if he hit me once, I lost. And he didn't kill you. So in story, you could just keep going and fighting him, keep fighting him, keep fighting him. And he's just knocking you out. But yeah, it was so depressing to just continually get him to like half health and then you make one slip up and then you know you gotta start again and the health bar is you know comparable to a dark souls or a, um or a sigrin's health bar which just goes across the entire screen and each attack takes off like maybe two percent um and there is a second phase halfway in where the attack patterns change and you still you know is this isn't you have to be good. This isn't you have to be great. This is you have to be perfect. You have to be perfect to win this fight. And at the end of it, you don't even kill him. I think you just agree to be friends or something. So it is the most disappointing end to a fight as well. You become you friends. For your troubles. And then he I think you get like money and stuff, but yeah. He gives you the option to do uh branched side quests. So you mm. can you're basically allies. Yeah. But yeah, that fight was the hardest one I've ever had. I have since gone online and seen there are numerous ways to cheese this boss or make the boss fight <laughs> easier. Um <laughs> and um apparently it takes two hits, not one hit, but I definitely remember being just struck down with one hit. I definitely mm. remember that. So I don't know whether I was playing an old or a new version of the game, but um, having to go against a boss that just one shots you, literally one shots you, um, and you have to play a perfect game to beat him. Yeah, that was the most stress I've ever had in the game, but it was very satisfying personally because I was like, I did that shit, fucking me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just wish I killed him afterwards. Wow, that's your ally, you know. Um, fuck him. That's what. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's my comeback to that. Fuck him. Wow. <laughs> man that trained you to get better at the game and fuck him. Wow. Fuck him. Man of the people, everyone. Man of the people. I will take your adoration in 20 pound notes. <laughs> man of the people, everyone. <laughs> Stealing your money. I know what you people want. Um. <laughs> Nothing good ever comes after you people. (laughs) And there we have it. We'll end it there. I hope you enjoyed watching or listening to this podcast. Let us know what your most memorable boss fights have been in all of gaming, whether it's an enemy because of the difficulty level or whether it was a design or a specific quote that they said, or whether it's just some other memory that will stick with you for the rest of your gaming life. Let us know in the comments. You can like this video on YouTube and subscribe to the Streamcast. YouTube.com forward slash Streamcast. Set the bell to all so you get every video as soon as they go live. If you like to listen to your podcasts, we're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more podcasting platforms. Just search Streamcast and follow and or subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok on Streamcast underscore. Help us to achieve our 100 TikTok follower goal, 700 Instagram followers, and we've just passed 800. So help us reach our 1,000 Twitter follower goal. Follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Streamcast TV. I'm currently still playing Sekiro. Um, It is the hardest game I've played so far. It's also one of the best games I've played in my life. So I'm really enjoying it. Just killed Way of Tomoe at the point of this recording. So we hope to get further into the game and finish it and kill. Is it uh, Sword Saint Ishin? Yeah, yeah. Fourth phase boss fight. Um, but yeah, you can follow us on Twitch as we try to hit 400 Twitch followers. Check out our website, thestreamcast.co.uk. And you can subscribe to the newsletter. You can check out our blog posts and more. And I think that's it, right? <laughs> I think so. I think so. I mean, Troy's doing a great WWE series. So if you guys want to give that a watch, then it's really good. 2K have... They have at least stepped over that low, low, low bar. So you know it's, it's <laughs> better than the last one. 
Yeah, I, I would say they've outperformed that game leaps mm. and bounds. It's, oh, yeah. it's a very good game. It's solid. Thank you so much to 2K UK for our copies of the game and for helping us do an amazing giveaway in our 316 day quiz. It's a very good game. Get WWE 2K22 if you like your wrestling games. And at this point, I'd like to shout out all of our listeners from Iran because we look at the stats, we know who listens to our pods, and for some reason, we are consistently in the top three when it comes to Iran. Um, we do love and appreciate all the support. We hope you continue to listen to our pods. And um, yeah, I hope you're having a blessed month right now. Hope to see some of you at some point down the road. But yes, that's going to do it for us right now. I pray you all take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Stay safe, and we'll catch you on the next Streamcast.